Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Romans, go to Romans chapter 5 real quick. Y'all give me about 10 minutes, 10 or 12 minutes. Romans chapter, Romans chapter 4, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe get to chapter 5. If I don't, we'll pick it up later. But I wanted this morning, I had all kinds of stuff I could talk about, and, you know, things like that. But I wanted to give you something to help enrich your faith. You know, I've been a faith teacher for 36 years. People say, you're not one of those faith preachers, are you? Absolutely, without question. I have taught faith all over the world. But not only that, I've lived by faith. And i tell you something, it works. What I teach and I minister, I tell people this all the time. I don't get that out of some book. I read it and it inspired me. No, I've lived these things out. And as you live things out by the Word of God, it produces a passion, and passion is able to transmit. I mean, you don't want to listen to, a, to a, somebody sing that doesn't have passion. Their passion transmits. You don't want to, you don't want to go to a political rally and hear some old you know, politician going to say, well, you know, I really don't care if you vote for me or not. Ain't no passion in that. You want to see athletes on the, on the ball field. You want to see them have passion in what they're doing. Well, there's a lot of preachers. They preach with inspiration, but they don't preach with passion. It's because they hadn't proved what they're preaching. Hey, I've proved healing works. I've proved prosperity works. I've proved deliverance works. I've proved prayer works. And I've proved fellowshipping with God is the sweetest fellowship on the earth. And no matter what you've gone through, that fellowship with God can lift the heaviest burden and answer the prayer that seems totally impossible because God is a miraculous God. In this portion of Scripture, speaking of Abraham, it says there in verse uh, 19, And not, be not weak in faith, consider not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now here's the, here's the scripture I wanted to get to. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Now let me say that again. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, speaking of God, he was also able to perform. Amen. Now, all of my life in ministry, I've been a stickler for following God, following the Holy Ghost, following the Spirit of God. As we launched out and started Island Church, thank God for the voices that were with us, but there were a lot of voices that were against us. I had to learn to balance that, temper that, to make sure I wasn't following voices, I was following God. The process of Lee and I answering the pastoral call to Island Church was a five-year process. Many wonderful People spoke into our lives. We began to obey God. For 14 months, we prayed. People began to gather as we prayed. Then in, what was it, February? February, first Sunday in February of 2002, we started the church in the ballroom. Uh, not in the ballroom, but in a, in, a, in a large room there at the Galvez Hotel. We were there a couple of weeks. Then we moved over to the Tremont Hotel and were there for several months until we obtained property on 45th Street and built that little property out. That was so amazing. And the pattern of what happened there to this day amazes me because we got the property and we were able to pay rent every month, but we were not able to move in. 
One reason being is the enormous amount of money that was necessary in order to turn that old, actually it was a lumber yard is what it was at one time, to turn it into a church where you could actually have service. It needed everything. It needed air conditioning, it needed walls, it needed carpet, it needed everything. And so we were just a new church. and You know, there were 60, 70 people coming. But all of a sudden, literally in one week's time, in one week's time, my cousin from California came down and we were walking around the building. He said, how are you going to air condition this thing? I just said, you know, like a man of faith. I said, well, we're just believing God. You know? He said, what I'm going to do, because he's in the air conditioning business, he said, I'm going to go back home and I'm going to load up everything you need for this building and give it to you for free. So there was the air conditioning. When that happened, the spirit of faith gripped that church. And that little old church gave around $280,000, $290,000 and we built out that building. Had to expand it after what? A guy had 5,000 square feet of the other end of it. I walked into his office. I said, I need this 5,000 square feet. Our church is growing so fast. People were sitting in the foyer. They were sitting in the halls. I said, we need this, we need this space. He looked at me and said, Preacher, you can't afford this place. I said, what do you mean? He says, well, I'm going to have to have reparation for all of the work I did in this building. I said, well, how much is that? He said, oh, you can never pay it. I said, how much is it? He said, I need $5,000. I said, I'll be right back. I turned around, walked back in, handed him a check for $5,000. His eyes were that big. He says, I'll be out in 30 days. We expanded that building, then we needed another building. God showed us this piece of property, 15,000 square feet. As the realtor took me through the property, I was not dressed as I am now. I was dressed, I'd just come from the beach. I'd been surfing. Had on my, what was it back then? Underground surf shirt, T-shirt on, and my flip-flops. Can't say thong anymore, amen. <laughs> the pastor says he was wearing thongs. No, I wasn't wearing flip-flops, amen. Get that picture out of your mind. So we're walking through the building, and he's showing it to me, and he says, you know, you know, this, this building's been vacant for, for 10 years. I said, yeah, I, I know. He said, uh, he said, now we, we, we tried to lease it to a restaurant. We tried to, there was a, 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 a retail, a clothing retail, a national chain retail. They wanted it. Uh, uh, other people wanted it. He said, but you know, the owner's a nut. I said, the owner's a nut? He said, the, the owner says there's supposed to be a church in there. I said, oh. <laughs> I didn't tell him I was a pastor. I said, if I make a proposal, would you present the proposal to the owner? He said, I will, but there's no way you'll get the building. We gave that proposal to him, I think, on a Thursday. Monday morning, they called and said, you have the building. Oh, hallelujah. We got an empty warehouse with no air conditioning, no bathrooms, no nothing. About $1.2 million to build it out. And that little church on 45th Street, within four months, gave over $600,000. And we began to build this building out. Another $200,000 was given in the process. We went to the bank and borrowed another $200,000, paid that off in two years, and then Ike came and destroyed it all. And God supernaturally built this building back so we could have church. We were going to take what is now the dollar store. That was 9,000 square feet. We were going to use it to expand the auditorium. We're going to use it to increase the capacity of children's ministry and other things we needed for the church and after I the owners of the building 
which had transferred from the, the elderly man that, that, that went around the country buying buildings so people could have churches to someone else. And they basically said, take it now or you can't have it. We have somebody else that wants it. And we were not any, I mean, we, did, we, we gave all of our money. We had 30, and all of our accounts combined, we had $30,000. And that went out the door in one check in which we paid a $120,000 bill with $30,000, which was supernatural, but we didn't have a penny after that. Not a dime. He said, I need the money now. I need your deposit. I said, can't do it. So he leased it to the people next door. And my heart, it just kind of broke our hearts. We were, we were, our building was destroyed, but God supernaturally restored the building and spoke to me. I'm going to give you a place and an identity as a church on this island. So it was a, we were about two years in recovery after Ike. And we began to press, begin to believe God for land. Several pieces of land were opened up around the, the island. And we, you know, we were like, well, praise God, you know. Uh, they were expensive. One in particular that would have been the best piece of property. Man, just the ideal piece of property. Right there across from the Justice Center. Great access, great exposure. That was the most expensive. So we looked at other options. And I went to a meeting. I actually preached in a meeting and I told the Lord, I said, I'm going to intercede, pray fast during this meeting. I have to leave this meeting. You have to show me because there were three options. <laughs> and he showed me the land we could not afford. So we just began to believe God. We broke it up into squares of what? $100? Do y'all remember the squares we had? on? And we began to erase those little squares. $90 squares, whatever they Because they were selling it to us by the square foot. Amen. And so we'd erase those squares, erase those squares. But then one Sunday, we were able to come in and just paint them all. And we walked into Southern Title with two checks and paid cash for that land. 1.238, 1 1 1.2, 1.38 million dollars. 1,380,000 There you go. Got it out. So now we're ready to build. So we begin to make plans. Very expensive to do that, to design and build a building. And it seemed in my, in my spirit, I could sense this delay, and sure enough, it began to happen. We begin to see some strong opposition. Because in this area, there's a strong spirit of defiance against anything that's holy and anything that's righteous. You have to break through that. And of course, myself, I went through a period in which I'm, okay, what is it in me? What, what is it in my character? I mean, you know, I've been doing this 36 years. I've been a part of building programs all over the, all over the planet. I've built churches. I've sowed into churches. And the Lord assured me, you have to believe in the timing of what I'm doing. You have to believe that what I'm going to do, I'm going to do in such a time that it's going to maximize the potential of my glory. And he took, took me to Romans chapter 4 and said, you're in a process. And he says, everyone that will hook their faith to this process, this process will work in their own lives. Maybe you're wanting to buy a house. Maybe some disease has lingered in your body for a while and you just, you want it out of your body. It don't belong there. Jesus paid the price for you to be healed. Amen. Maybe it's in your business. or I don't know what it could be, but you're going to have to have faith to get it. And you're going to have to go through this same process of persuasion. Because for Abraham and Sarah, 
Everything said, you cannot do this. You cannot have a child. You cannot be a part of the blood covenant of God. Your body tells you no. Circumstances tell you no. But the Bible says, Abraham was what? Fully persuaded what God had promised. He was also able to perform. So in that scripture we see that the PowerPoint of that scripture is not performance or persuasion, but promise. What has God promised you? Do you live in the promises of God? Do you confess the promises of God? If you are doing that, then you are in the persuasion process. And the day very quickly will be upon you in which you are fully persuaded God will perform. But don't get your eyes on the performance. Well, I'm waiting for my miracle. I'm waiting for the manifest. No, 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 no. You live over here in the promise. Thank you, Father. According to your word, I believe I receive and I shall have it in Jesus' name. And you stay focused on that promise and you allow that persuasion process to take place. That is the spirit of faith that's in this church right now. That's why we're inviting people every night. Come pray with us. Come pray with us. You say, why in the kid curse room? The, the touch of God is there. If you come, you'll find it out. The touch of God is there. The touch of God is there. God has stirred us, so he wants to take that stirring, and he wants the transformation of that stirring to show up in revival. But the Bible says we do what? We build ourselves up on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So there's more going on in that prayer room than just 15 or 20 people every night in their speaking in tongues. There is a persuasion process going on in which if your dreams are hooked to the dream of our church, you're going to see them come to pass. Because there is a magnetic force that happens when churches do it the right way. Now let me close with this. I've been a part of many churches and I've watched men who have become pastors who were shrewd businessmen, who knew how to borrow and lend and do things in the economic world. I don't know how to do that stuff. All I know how to do is follow God. That's all I know how to do. But there is a process to growing into what God gives us. Driving to a camp meeting I was to preach in years ago, I listened on the radio to a Christian radio program. Y'all have heard me tell this story, but I think it fits really good right here. Uh, the, uh, a Christian couple came on, told of their daughter that was raised in a Christian home, never had drug problems, alcohol problems, but got to about 19 years of age, and her life just cratered, just cratered. She went into depression. She withdrew. It was just terrible. Of course, they had the pastor pray. People prayed. People interceded. Finally, recommended to the mother and dad was a Christian psychologist. Spirit-filled woman is who it was. Brought the family in. Sat them down. Began to question the parents. And they asked the parents this question. When your daughter, named her name, was a little baby, did she ever learn to crawl? 
And they sat there for a moment. Thought. They said, you know, she never did. She kind of scooted on the floor. Then she, she grabbed the coffee table one day and pulled herself up on the wall and started walking. Never crawled. And this, this uh, psychologist says, that's her problem. And they were like, what? And they said, what happened was there was a, a step that was skipped in the development of her, of her growing up at that time that it didn't show up when she was 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. showed up when she got 19 in her life craving. And then I listened to this couple talk about how this psychologist got down on the floor and taught this 19-year-old girl how to crawl. I thought to myself, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. That's a waste of airtime. She just laid hands on her, cast the devil out of her. So I end up in Columbia, Missouri, doing a Sunday through Wednesday meeting, two services a day. And so on Sunday night after we got the meeting going, I'm telling this story to the pastors, and their eyes are getting this big. And as I end the story, I said the same thing. That's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. And they said, wait a minute, that's exactly what happened to our daughter. I said, what do you mean? He said, the same thing happened to our daughter. She got about 19 years old. She became withdrawn. She literally went into depression. We cast the devil. We bound. We loosed. We did everything we know to do. We took her to preachers. Finally, someone recommended a Christian psychologist, and they asked us the question, did you ever teach her to crawl? They said, no. I said, that's her problem. She skipped a step in her growth and development, and it showed up later in her life. I've seen that in many churches that should be flourishing right now. That have built buildings, gathered crowds, lost them, gathered crowds again, lost them, gathered crowds again. Now they've just kind of settled into a real ministry in which, well, they're kind of waiting on God to do something, but as far as real revival and, and, and stirring and, and, and awakening and harvest, it's really not something they're really contending for because in the meantime, they're trying to prepare for what they think may be coming, which we really don't know what it is. Now think about that for a moment. When I leave this church by the way of the rapture or by the way of the grave, I do not want us to have skipped a step in our growth and development. And all 18 years have led us up to this point where God is completing the process of full persuasion in which we have a church, as a church, have lived in the promises, preached the promises, proclaimed the promises, lived the promises, and we're going to be fully persuaded that what God had promised, He's also able to perform. And here's how the Holy Ghost said it to me. He said, that's why the construction of the building has taken so long. Because as the building is constructed, it will preach my glory. And that happens because we don't skip a step. We become fully persuaded that what God has promised, He is also able to perform. The same thing's true in your own life. Your own dreams, your own desires, everything in your life that you're believing God for. God doesn't want you to skip a step. 
He wants you to grow into. See, there's a lot of things we grow into, and as we grow into, we grow out of other things. And that's the will of God for our life. Amen. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and worship God. Father, we worship you this morning. Thank you for your grace, your goodness, your mercy to us and for us. Now let's do it like we did in the first service. Here's what I want to do. If you're here today and you have a loved one, a friend, family member, somebody in one of two categories, they need to come back to God. Either they've left church, they've gotten backslidden, they've gotten out of fellowship with God, or they need to get saved. They just need to get saved because we don't want them to die and go to hell. Come on. That's called compassion. That's called love. Amen? So, if you have a loved one that you want to include in this, would you lift your hand right now? That should be all of us. Amen? Somebody that we want to pray for right now. Now, we're going to pray that those out of fellowship will come back into fellowship. We're going to pray that those that need to come into harvest, they're going to come into harvest. The Bible says when Zion travails, sons and daughters are born into the kingdom. Listen, that whole prayer meeting that's been going on every night has been about travail. If you come two, three, four nights, you'll get to a place of travail in your spirit and you'll know that that is the birthing. That is, isn't it funny that it's in the children's church? You say, well, God's wanting some children. God's wanting some children. It's time for him to have Let's pray. Father, right now you saw the hands of all the men and women that signified by an uplifted hand that there is someone in their life that needs to come back to God, that needs to be born again. So for those who are out of fellowship, we pray as the prodigal son did that they come to themselves. Wake up and recognize there's bread in the Father's house. For those that do not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, we pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest send forth labors. Thank you, Father. The television, the internet, personal witness. We pray that prayer over our loved ones, making ourselves available to go to the loved ones of other people and to share Jesus with them. Thank you for harvest, Lord. For now is the time. Now is the time for the precious fruit of the earth that belongs not to Island Church, but belongs to God to come into his house. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. You glad you came to church? Glory to God. Stand on your feet. Father, we bless your name. As we leave today, we thank you for your provision, your promise. We declare no evil befalls us. No plague comes nigh our dwelling place. Angels have charge over us. So in our travels on the highways, airways, seaways, railways, any other way of travel or transportation, thank you, Lord God. We are protected by you. The righteous labor of our hands, so many people, so many different things in their jobs, their businesses, our contractors, our educators, those that work with medicine, those that work at, up in the petrochemical plants, those that drive on the roads. Thank you, Father. So we handle the resource that you've given us. We're protected. We're kept. We're blessed. No evil plans of wicked men or of the devil himself, for we abide under the shadow of the Most High. Angels have charge over us. We declare our protection. Father, we also thank you. There's a door of utterance that's opening wider every day. The day demands it. The hour demands it. The lost and the dying demand it. 
Lord, as they prayed in Acts chapter 4, behold their threatenings. In America, they're burning Bibles. And Lord, we can't have that. We cannot have that. They're trying to divide the races. We will not stand for that. But Father, we'll be strong in the Lord, the power of His might. As we cooperate with this stirring, contending for revival, thanking you for awakening, dreaming of harvest. Thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, we leave today walking in faith and love towards you and love toward one another. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood. Come on, say it. Covered by the blood. One more time. Covered by the blood. Empowered by the word. Anointed by the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus.